Jesus took our sin and he took our disease and he took every curse there is. He took it with him to the cross. He bore the pain. He suffered and died. And he conquered it so we could be free. Lord, upon that basis, the very blood of Jesus that was shed, we stand in our authority tonight. And we renounce the works of darkness. And Lord, we rise up above. And we lay hold of the victory that is ours in Christ. And we thank you for the life of God now that is manifest in our physical bodies. Lord, thank you for the glory of your Spirit. The glory of your Spirit that's manifest in this house tonight. We give you the praise for it. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, I trust if you came uh, with a physical need tonight that uh, you come expecting to leave without it. And, uh, and that's what you'll do. Come with the problem. Leave it in the pew. We'll clean up when you leave. <laughs> we'll vacuum it up, throw it away. But I believe that the Lord is um, in this place for a reason. And that reason is to... Uh, uh, the primary reason here tonight is to bring healing to bodies, okay? And, and if you're here and you have physical needs, uh, like I said before, get ready for them to go, okay? We're going to boot them out of your life. I don't care if it's terminal. I don't care if it's uh, you're one in a billion that gets it, okay? It doesn't really matter because if, if I were the healer, then I might be concerned. Oh, I've never dealt with that one before. Or that one's hard. They say that one's impossible or incurable. If I were the healer, I might be thinking that way. But I know I'm not. We're, we are vessels. And, and I know that with the power of God, it doesn't matter if it's a big long name that I can't say. Or it's hard to describe or it's been there for a long time. Or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of reasons why it's hard. But there's one reason why it's easy. <laughs> and, and that reason is because... Uh, we're looking to the Lord here. And the the fact is Jesus already took our sickness and disease with him to the cross. On that basis, just like we can be forgiven of sins with a simple prayer of faith, we we simply say, yes, Lord, I receive my sins forgiven based on what Jesus did for me. We do the exact same thing with our physical healing. And so for those who are here tonight and you need physical healing in your body, again, get ready. All right, because we're we'll probably lay hands on 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 everyone who needs it, just like the scripture says in Mark sixteen eighteen. If you're here tonight and you don't have physical need to be healed in your body, then you are uh, two things that you should be um, doing here. Um, one, you're helping the atmosphere. All right, by you trusting God and 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 praying and ministering with those who do have problems, you're helping them to get it. Okay, uh, and you may because you, the atmosphere can make it really easy to receive from God, Amen. And, and the other thing is is get built up in your in your own faith, stir your own heart to keep what you've got, to continue to walk in victory and health. And it is the uh, the Lord's will, of course, not that we go from sickness to sickness and trial to trial and test to test, but we go from victory to victory. All right, better to stay healed than to need to get healed. All right, but if you again, if you have need of something, then well, you got to get it off 
off of you so you can start on a road and a pathway of health. And again, it doesn't matter what things are. Uh, sometimes people wonder about their condition. Sometimes maybe it's just a small thing. And does it really matter because you've learned to live with it? Uh, and it's not really you know, such a big problem. Well, listen, the Lord can take care of little things. And, and if, if you've learned to live with it, but you've, you'll, you decide in the middle of our service here that you don't want to live with it anymore. Well, you don't have to. It, 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 can, it can leave you tonight because nothing is too insignificant. If, if it's a problem to the physical body, it can be changed. God did not create us to, work, to live in broken down houses. Huh? He wants your body to function well even into old age until the time that you uh, go to be with him. And then you get a new body. Right. OK. But in the in the meantime, he doesn't want your body to be broken down for you to struggle. And and I can't sleep at night or I've got to live off pills and I've got to, you know, I'm just living off pain pills or something like that. Or maybe it's something serious. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of time before your body says, I'm done. <laughs> now, if you're 120, <laughs> maybe it's time. <laughs> uh, but if you're not, you know. Your body can be fixed and you can live a long life. Amen. And so, you know, it doesn't really matter what it is. Sometimes one problem contributes to other problems. Sometimes if a person can get healed in one area, uh, other areas of their physical body will also come into line. I know that's true. Again, I'm not a medical professional or, or by any means an expert on the physical body. I did take a couple classes in college and hated them. <laughs> You know, some of you really like that stuff and anatomy and physiology and stuff like that. I thought, oh, I, could, I don't want to be a doctor. <laughs> Maybe it was my mindset in those days. It was just hard. <laughs> I thought, yeah, that's not my deal. But now I'm in a supernatural healing ministry. <laughs> and uh, But I do understand this, and some of you can relate to this. Sometimes when a person's got problems with their, with their spine, for example, uh, medical people will tell you that all kinds of other issues can result from that because of the nerves and everything that connects to your spinal column that it's you know it affects a lot of different areas of your body and sometimes people with that have a lot of back issues and they also got you know internal organs that are affected by it or they got headaches or something like that or uh, you know we've seen uh, numerous times I've seen over the years where people have uh, back problems and things like that and it's actually they're all out of alignment chiropractors know that but I don't really know how to well I can adjust you like this I've done that but other than that I don't really know how to do the physical adjustment but I've seen uh, many many times where someone's legs are all out of out of joint and they just grow out to be straight or someone's arms grow out to be straight and what's happening well God, God supernaturally twisting their spine around and, and, and getting their, their spinal column in line and all the discs and vertebrae and everything lined up. And what happens? When, well, then all the pain goes away. And, uh, and it's, it's amazing how some of these things are, are connected. We know that sometimes when a person has a problem with obesity, that can cause a lot of other health problems. And uh, so, so I just need healed in this. Well, yeah, but if sometimes if something else is not healed, that's going to come back. That problem's come back on you. Say, well, will the Lord help me with something like that? Oh, absolutely. Because people are, there are things in their system that are messed up that oftentimes permit and cause uh, that kind of thing to happen. Whether it's their fault or not, I'm not saying let's cast off personal responsibility, but I'm saying sometimes people have things going on in their body and it's hard for them to get out of what 
they're in, whether they caused it or not, and the Lord will supernaturally change that and reset some things in your life, and all of a sudden you've got His help to now live right, and so many other things will be adjusted, and your health problems will be adjusted as a result of that. Amen. Amen. And so, and so, let's listen to the Lord tonight as He as He talks to us, and as He as we minister, and 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 help Him, uh, or let Him help us. To, to, to not only get healed but to stay healed and to, and to live in health and sometimes even the Lord will deal with people about um, lifestyle changes in, in the efforts because listen no matter how much faith a person has we still live in a physical body and you don't continually break natural laws and act like well you know the Lord just takes care of me in other words the Lord wants us to use our brain you know what I'm talking about. It's like if, you know, if someone uh, works out and they're all hot and sweaty and it's a cold day outside and they go out and the cold wind is blowing, they're all sweaty, well, that can probably affect your health. <laughs> People pick up a cold or something or their throat tightens up or something like that. Why? It's because they're bad? Because they're in sin? <laughs> no. Because they don't have any faith? No. Just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll say, what does the Lord want me to do? Put a jacket on. <laughs> I don't mean to be too natural here tonight, but, uh, you know, we need to realize some of the natural side that contributes. Say, would the Lord heal a person like that? Absolutely. Yeah, he'd say, be healed, dummy. <laughs> and he'll help. Listen, he'll, he helps us when it's our own fault. No doubt, a lot of times things happen to us and maybe someone got in an accident because they were speeding or they're doing something dumb. You know what I'm talking about? Will the Lord help them? Yes, He will, but He'll also say now, do this so you don't end up here again. <laughs> Amen. A couple different sides to this whole healing thing, isn't there? Uh, but whatever the case, uh, it's easy to get, to get people healed. It, it, it's just real easy because, again, it's not just our human effort or our, our, our wisdom and our might. And, uh, you know, uh, it's not about that. It's just about trusting the Lord and using what he's given us. We speak to problems, speak directly to him. We don't even have to really pray to the Lord because he's already talked to us. He's already told us what to do. We speak directly to problems. And listen, your body will respond to our words. It will. Your body listens to you. If you speak death and destruction and, oh, my body's just breaking down. Oh, I got these bad knees. Oh, I got this. I got, I'm just getting old. I just got this. Your body's listening to you all day long. Talk about how it's breaking down and falling apart, and it'll accommodate you. It'll do exactly what you tell it. But we now, by the authority of Jesus' name and with the power of God, will speak life to your body. And I'm telling you, it'll respond just like that. And it'll immediately change. And your spine will straighten out. And your, your problems in the brain will all straighten out. And it'll all be fixed. Because why? Those cells are listening to us. And when we speak the Word of God, we're not speaking really even on our own authority. We're speaking by the authority of Jesus' name. We're declaring what the Lord has said, and He is here to back it up. Amen. Amen. Well, let's take a look at a couple of scriptures before we minister and pray uh, for different people and speak life to different people here tonight. And uh, I want to help you, help everyone, whether you have an immediate physical need or not, uh, look at Revelation chapter 21 with me. Revelation 21. 
we need to realize and recognize what God wants to happen in our bodies and in our lives as a whole. If when we know what God wants to happen, then we have a foundation to move forward in what we should act on. A lot of people are uncertain. Well, is this what the Lord wants for me or is it not? And, and we must rid ourselves of any type of thinking that says, I'm suffering physically. I have physical problems simply because it, the Lord wills this for my life or he wants to teach me something. And so he allowed this sickness or this disease to come upon me. Uh, that type of thinking is just incorrect. That's not biblical. Jesus never taught that to anyone. And, and the word of God doesn't, doesn't teach that. And so uh, we need to be settled in our hearts on what the Lord actually wants for us physically. He will help us, I tell you what. Uh, but when He wants something, and you adjust your will to want the same thing, then we're really operating on a solid ground to really get something from the Lord. That, and of course, again, we want it, and, and He wants us to have Now, if, if someone else wants you to be healed, but you don't want to be, uh, you shouldn't even ask anyone to pray for you, because you're faking it. In other words, if your sickness gives you a lot of uh, sympathy and help from others and, and maybe government payouts and, and all kinds of stuff uh, and that you kind of really don't want to get rid of that well, don't be coming up for prayer then right because you need to be in agreement with the Lord and, he, and if the Lord wants you well and, and I want you well and you really kind of deep in your heart don't really want to be because you'll miss out on people feeling bad for you or, or something well, the Lord's going to honor your will above anybody else's. And it really has to be, we have to be in the position where, no, I don't want this in my life. I hate this. I want to be whole. I want to be strong. And I want to be fixed up, okay? Revelation, I'm trying to read my first scripture, and I think we're going to now. 21 in verse 4. See, this is speaking of, speaking of heaven. How many like to talk about heaven? It says, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. That's a scripture that gives us an idea of what it's going to be like in heaven. Amen. We're not going to walk down the street and see someone just bawling on the side of the road. What's wrong? I'm just sad today. We're not going to, uh, you're not going to make any hospital visits. What are you doing today? Well, I'm going to see my parents in the hospital. There are no hospitals. Right? Isn't that right? Look over uh, at uh, the 22nd chapter in the first verse. Chapter 21, yeah, uh, 22. Verse 1, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. In the midst of it, in the middle of its street, and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The trees, the, the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and the servants shall serve Him. What shall there be in heaven? There shall be no more, what? Curse. There's going to be no sorrow. There's going to be no pain. There's going to be no suffering. There's going to be no curse. 
of any kind in heaven. Now, I think one of the few areas of universal agreement within the body of Christ is the fact that there is going to be no sickness or disease in heaven. I mean, if we're talking, I think we could go around all the churches in the Treasure Valley here. We could go all around our country. We could take surveys. Is there going to be sickness and disease in heaven? And we're not going to have much of a debate. If you wanted to, you know, I'm going to go prove this to everyone. There's not going to be any sickness in heaven. You're not going to find anyone to debate with. Because <laughs> people are pretty much in agreement. They know. No, 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 no. When we get to heaven, there is no sickness. There's going to be no more suffering. No more pain. No more sorrow. No more death. None of that stuff in heaven. However, if you ask that same question about the earth, how many understand you get a lot of different answers? It, we know. Is it God's will... For there to be sickness in heaven. No, 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 no. But if you ask the very same question. Is it God's will for there to be sickness and disease in the earth. In people's bodies. That's when people go well. Well, you never know. What God's going to do. Sometimes you just can't understand. And we, you know, it's a, you know, God does, you know. And all kinds of answers come up. Then there's debates. And, and people Talk about, uh, you know, Job and different people. And it's always a problem when you exalt Job above Jesus. But, but people have questions about the earth and, and what God's will really is for the earth. But let's look at Matthew chapter 6. And let's find out for absolute certainty what the will of God is for us on the earth concerning sickness and disease. And how many understand we can approach this subject from many different angles, but we're just going to focus on one angle here right now. In Matthew chapter 6, uh, over here in verse 9, Jesus, of course, was teaching his disciples how to pray. He said, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father, in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, look at that next line, on earth as, as it is in heaven. Did you know that the will of God for the earth is the same as it is for heaven? Do you know that God doesn't have two separate wills? One will for those who are in heaven and another will for those who are on the earth. That God only has one will. For all of his people. And just if, if anyone can see. That God does not want there to be sickness and disease. And, and, and those type of things in heaven. That it is exactly the same. That it is not his will. That those things be in the earth. Can, can we see for a moment. That the very fact that Jesus mentioned. That a individual should pray. That the will of God, the will of the Father, would be done on earth as it is in heaven. Shows us that the will of God is not always being done on the earth. Some have the idea and the mindset that whatever God wants to happen 
is going to happen. Watch. Well, if God wants me to be healed, then he'll heal me. That's a misnomer. Well, if God didn't want anyone to be sick, then certainly they wouldn't be because, you know, he's God. That comes from the idea, again, that God's will is always being done. But Jesus said, pray that it would be done. You don't pray that it would be done if it already is being done. Only reason you would pray for God's will to be done in the earth is because it's not being done in the earth. He needs someone, God needs someone to stand in, a, in the place between heaven and earth and say, your will be done here. If we don't stand for His will and His ways and pray out His plan in the earth, it won't be done. Again, if that's not the case, Jesus' prayer here and instruction for them to pray is totally unnecessary. You see, God's will for, uh, for the earth, I really believe, has always been what it is in heaven. In other words, it seems to me that earth was designed to be kind of like a replica of heaven, like the same. Sometimes people wonder, what's heaven going to be like? And I have some of those questions as well, because we have some information, but not all. Uh, you know what I think heaven's going to be like, though, honestly? I think it's going to be a lot like earth without a curse. It's going to be, in other words, it's not going to be like some sci-fi movie where you walk up and you think, where am I? What is this place? This is weird looking. Wow. I have a feeling it'll be quite similar in many ways. Much better, of course, because we, you know, we don't, I don't think, even know the extent of how sin has really messed up our planet and rest, messed up the way that things are supposed to be. I remember hearing uh, a testimony of a person who had an experience of going to heaven. And uh, uh, one of the things this person experienced is uh, this angel that was taking them and showing them different things. Uh, he said to the, to the angel, he said, this looks a lot like earth. And, and I found it interesting what the, what the Lord, uh, not the Lord, but the angel responded to him. He said, yeah, he said, it's the Lord's taste. And I thought, well, that makes sense. I mean, why does the earth have like mountains and, you know, seas and trees and grass and flower, you know, and rock? And, and why is this stuff? Because I guess God likes that stuff. And if he likes it, good chance he made his own planet that way. <laughs> know what I'm talking about? Good chance he made heaven that way too. Except perfect. I imagine there'll be some things that are there that aren't here. Throne of God. River of life. You know, gold streets. You know, there's some things that are there definitely that are nice. And I got a place up there. You ought to come see it sometime. Ooh, it's going to be nice. Come on over. Uh, but we know this, again, that God didn't design heaven to be so different from the earth. They were both to be what we think of as heaven. You know, when, we, you, when we use it as an adjective, what's heaven? 
It's just, man, it's great. <laughs> it's perfect. It's nice. It's just wonderful. It's, I mean, just, how, how can you describe it? It's just heaven. That's really what God wants your life to be like. Amazing that someone would think any other way. Well, God just wants, to, wants you to suffer. Just wants, just wants you to be in pain so you'll really appreciate heaven when you get there. No, no, no. Now, now there is a lot of pain. There is suffering. There's, a, there's sin in this world. And there's a lot of destruction and a lot of, a lot of wrong things going on. But it's not because it's the will of God. And if you've got some of it going on in your body, I want you to know Jesus said, I want you to, to them, pray that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means there's no sickness there. Pray that there wouldn't be any here. There's no poverty there. Pray that there wouldn't be any here. There's no depressed people there. Pray that there wouldn't be any here. And anything, can you imagine what your life is going to be like in glory land, in heaven, in the presence of God? We can to a certain extent, but I know this, not going to get up in the morning going, oh, if we get up in the morning, you know, oh. not going to be going, oh, not going to be lusting after, uh, you know, because I know we eat some. We eat the marriage supper of the lamb and, and different things, so I don't know exactly how that works physically. I know I'm not going to be just uh, thinking about food all day long. Listen, if, they, if, that, if that's the way you are in your life, you can be set free from that because that's not the will of God. He can fix that in your brain. I'm telling you, He can fix that in your body so where it's not something that you live for. That's bondage. Amen. I'm not saying I got a magic potion and you're never going to want to eat again. We're, we're, we're made to be uh, physical beings, but some of these things get out of whack because of sin and because of wrong decisions. They get out of kilter, and then it becomes a bondage to people. Say, is the enemy, is Satan involved in that? I'm not telling you you can blame Satan for every, every piece of pie you put in your mouth, but I will tell you this, and pie's not bad. But I will tell you this, the enemy wants to break your body down. And so if he can drive us to extremes, then he will because he knows. Then what's, what's going to be our focus? Somewhere in the future, we are going to be all focused on trying to take care of ourselves. That takes us out of the game. Hmm. Injured players... Don't do the team good. Look at sports, right? Hear about some of the NBA players and they get hurt. And I mean, they're, they got a contract for gazillions of dollars and they're out for the year. How many know the owners are going, junk? <laughs> I mean, that guy can do some good. He can help our organization and our team. But now he's injured for a year. He can't help. All right. What happens sometimes is the enemy wants to beat you up and destroy your life so that you have to take all of your attention and focus on you. In fact, you need others to focus on you to take care of you and get you back to health and so forth. Whereas when we get victory in, in stuff, then we can go on the offensive. We're back in the game and the enemy's in trouble. Amen. And you say, I don't really, I don't... I don't need anything. I mean, I can put up with this. I know, but you're on a team. You've got teammates. We need you in the game. You've got other players that need your contribution in the kingdom of God. We've got a big job to do in these last days. And you need to be healthy. 
And you need to be agile. You need to be sharp in mind. You need to be ready to go at any time. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's the Lord's will. It's His plan and it's perfect, His perfect desire for you to live strong and to live long. To be healthy and to live victorious. To have a smile on your face, to be an overcomer, and to be ready to help those who aren't. Amen. Amen. Let's look at one more scripture tonight. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 21. He says in verse 21, of course you see the scriptures before that about taking the, the, word, of the word of God and writing it here and there and keeping it before him. Verse 21, that your days... And the days of your children may be multiplied in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. Or as some translations will say it, like days of heaven on the earth. You know, even back in, even back in those days, before Jesus ever came, you can see that the heart of God was that his people be blessed and that their lives be like heaven on earth amen we're all going to have heaven in heaven no effort not going to struggle to get it it's just going to be the way it is but while we're here we need to believe that God wants that kind of life for our lives and he doesn't want us just scraping through and stuck struggling through and barely making it no we should be a living witness and a testimony of God's grace and power. And, and, and I tell you what, when you're walking in what he's provided for you, it puts a smile on his face. And he says, that's my boy. That's my girl. They're in the game. And they're doing the job. They're representing me well. They're walking in my blessings and in my provision. Amen. Amen. Heaven on earth is what the Lord wants for you. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much tonight for your goodness. Thank you for the healing power of God. I thank you for the mercy of God that none of us are in this alone. But Father, we take our stand now and we take the rights that you've given us as the body of Christ to appropriate and administer the healing power of God to all who are in, who are in need. We just take authority over every sickness and disease, over every demonic force and everything that is, that is troubling and, and causing people to have uh, difficulties in their bodies. And Father, I thank you that as you said in your word in, in Mark chapter uh, 16, that, that we as believers would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. And so I thank you, Lord, tonight that as we lay hands on each and every person, that has physical issues and infirmities, that there will be a transfer of healing anointing right into their bodies. And it will drive out that sickness and disease. It will bring heaven into their physical bodies. Well, we take these things by faith now in Jesus' name.